This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. All right, my friends, what's up? Brent here from Learn Jazz Standards. Welcome to another episode of the Learn Jazz Standards podcast. I'm always excited to be here answering your jazz and music related questions five days a week to help you have more fun than ever playing your instrument, playing music, playing jazz, and help the whole thing feel a little less overwhelming. Today, we got a really great question coming in here today from Timothy Khalil. Let's give it a listen. What are the notes of an altered dominant seventh chord? All right, boom, short and to the point. Love the question. There's uh, actually a lot more I want to talk about in regards to altered dominant seventh chords because altered dominant seventh chords actually play a really big role in jazz and the way that actual pro jazz musicians improvise. So, yeah, we're going to talk about what the notes are in a in a altered dominant seventh chord, but I also just want to talk about how they're actually used because it's really that important. So first of all, let's understand what is a dominant seventh chord, right? Uh, again, if this is brand new to you, to you, that's great. If this is like completely like you've known this for decades, that's okay too. A little bit of review to kind of build the, the narrative here. Okay. How do you build one? It's root, major third, fifth, and flat seven. That's, in this case, when I'm playing a C dominant seven. Okay? You know how to build that chord just from the basics. Root, third, fifth, flat seven is the formula, right? You can also associate it with what's called the mixolydian mode, which is really just like you're playing a major scale, but you're flatting that seventh in the scale. Okay? Okay, all good things to know. How does a dominant seventh get used, especially when we're talking about in jazz? Well, first of all, in jazz or popular music, a dominant seventh chord is often being used as a one, or sorry, rather a five to a one. So five, one, or five, one, sometimes to the minor, right? Let's do a different key. Five, one, or five, one. It's that 5-1 relationship that is crucial to all of music, but certainly jazz. The dominant seventh chords are also being used uh, as what we call secondary dominant. So 1-6-2-5 chord progression. Well, that's the 1, and this is the 6. And sometimes that 6 instead is turned into a dominant seventh chord, which makes the 2 chord sound like it's a 1 chord for a second. Right? So dominant seventh chords create a lot, a lot of tension and release inside of music and certainly in jazz. So what is an altered dominant seventh chord? So an altered dominant seventh chord is, yes, the root, the third, the fifth, 
in the flat seven. But then after that, we start going to what we call the extensions and alterations. And an alternate dom dominant seventh chord includes all of them, right? It would include the, the flat nine. It would include the sharp nine. Uh, you can think of these, by the way, as like it's the second degree of the scale, but we're essentially playing them an octave higher. We're like stacking them on top of the chord. You also have the sharp 11 and you have the flat 13. Okay, so those are all of the possible altered extensions. Again, the extensions being the 9th, 11th, and the 13th, but we can play the flat 9, the sharp 9, the sharp 11, and the flat 13. Those are the possible ones we can play. Um, and now, if you're really looking at the textbook definition of an altered dominant 7 chord, you're going to see, like, it's stacked on a, on, a, on a staff, on a music staff. You're going to see them stacked, and you're going to see every one of those notes in the actual chord. But what's important to know is if you are a harmonic instrument, like a guitar player or a piano player, you may or may not play all of those. In fact, if you saw, like on a piece of sheet music, a, a C altered chord, right? You might choose just to play the flat 13, right, if you are a guitar player. Or if you want to interpret it a different way, you could say... You know, let's go ahead and just play the sharp 11 or let's play the flat nine or in the same bar, let's go flat nine, sharp nine to the one chord, right? Altered, when you see that altered dominant seventh chord, it means that you have options. It doesn't necessarily mean you're playing all of them at once. It just means you can interpret it as playing any one of those. Okay, so... When can we use the altered dominant seventh chord? Well, we can essentially use an altered dominant seventh chord at any time where a dominant seventh chord is resolving to some kind of stable chord. So again, the most classic example of that is a 5-1, right? So the dominant seventh chord is, is playing a resolution role as this five chord. So we can, you know, make make this into any kind of altered dominant seventh chord. That's a sharp nine, flat nine to the one, right? Flat 13, sharp 11 to the one. Anytime you see a dominant seventh chord playing that role, whether it be like that secondary dominant I just mentioned, it totally works in that way. Uh, where does it kind of not work? Well, we all know the blues, or most of us know the blues. And so the blues plays by a different set of harmonic rules. Like the one chord is a dominant seventh chord instead of a major seventh chord. The four chord is a dominant seventh chord instead of a major seventh chord. So in that particular case, you wouldn't necessarily want to be playing alter dominant seventh chords because those chords in a blues are acting as stable chords, right? Chords that have arrived at home. Of course, again, anytime you want to add a chord that makes the chord sound like a new tonic, it works. So for example, if we're playing a C blues, we got a C dominant seventh chord, but we're moving to the four chord. We can actually turn that C7 into an altered dominant seventh chord and then go into that four seven because we're basically creating a five one relationship with that four chord. I know that sometimes if you're not familiar with all this lingo and all this music theory and harmony, 
it can get a little confusing to hear me talk about this stuff. What I encourage you to do if you're in that camp today is keep listening to the podcast. Like, don't stop. Just because something seems a little confusing or overwhelming or any of these things, the more you hear this stuff, the more you're going to understand it, even if it's just a small portion of it. So always keep listening, keep growing, keep learning, except that you're not going to know everything or understand everything. Now, the last thing I want to talk about here with this episode and alter dominant sevenths is the way that it's used in improvisation. And, and essentially, the way it's used in improvisation is the same way that it's used at, for comping and harmony, right? Is we're adding more tension and more resolution to our progressions, meaning that when we're thinking about improvising, let's say we're playing the C altered going to an F major, we're thinking about, you know, this. Right? Right? These altered ideas. Right? Or that's really thinking about like the arpeggios. We're thinking about hitting those flat nines, hitting those sharp nines, the 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 flat thirteen, sharp eleven. We're hitting. We're thinking about hitting those notes in our licks and lines to create more of that uncomfortable feeling that resolves to the stable chord that we're targeting. Really, my friends, this is this is what the great jazz musicians you're listening to have real serious control over. This ability to create tons of tension and resolution. And so that's where altered dominant seventh chords really come into play. Last thing I want to just say to close this up here is that if you're looking at a chord chart, again, just because it doesn't say that it's an altered chord doesn't mean that it shouldn't. It goes back to the rule I gave. Make sure that it's a chord that is adding a tension element and releasing to a stable chord. Even if it just says on a, on a jazz lead sheet chord chart, just plain old G7, it doesn't mean that you can't play altered extensions. In fact, in jazz, it's it's different from classical in the way that jazz, it it's really just giving you guidelines when you're looking at a chord chart. It's just giving you suggestions, basic like here are the most vanilla chords here. But jazz musicians in actuality are thinking about all the stuff I'm talking about here. We talked about reharmonization in the last episode, right? They're thinking about doing that kind of stuff. They're thinking about altering chord tones and extensions. Those are all considerations happening for the pro jazz musician. So keep that all in mind. All right, that's all for today's episode. Remember that knowledge without action is not really knowledge at all. Remember that a lot of practice time is far less valuable than a little bit of great practice. So my friends, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. Have a great one coming up tomorrow. Don't want you to miss it. Until then, Happy practicing and cheers. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.